What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode 94 of the Quick Cage. Uh, and if there is keeping track of the continuous cage count since Frank initially ended, we are on the continuous cage three. Uh, so, Frank, what uh, Nick Cage movie did you just recently watch? Well, be the only one I could have watched that I've never seen, which would be Renfield. <laughs> yes. Um, 2023. Um, dark comedy film i don't know if i necessarily call it horror it's a dark comedy like slasher maybe or like i don't know uh directed by chris mckay um adapted from a story by uh walking dead uh author robert kirkman um starring uh cage um nicholas holt and aquafina um so been a long time since we've done a quick cage. I'm not. I'm. I'm more in like a spin chagrin mode where I just like kind of, yeah, flow through the ebbs and flows of a movie and then like shit all over it so I can whatever. I'm not, <laughs> right. not really used to discussing movies anymore. I know. Um, so kind of a loose pseudo sequel to um the basic premise of Dracula, with the idea of. Uh, you know, Renfield being the solicitor that Dracula kind of, like, takes over and uses as his man about town to kind of move him around when he can't, you know, come out in the light and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, adds a premise that I don't really remember from the Bram Stoker Dracula or any other version of um, Renfield, which is where he gains superpowers from Dracula. So mm-hmm. he basically gets uh, Dracula light powers where he can like he has super strength and is like nigh invulnerable to you know any kind of um attacks or grievous injury um has the ability to like jump really far and maybe not really fly so much but he can like leap like long distances and um sort of more or less like a i don't know captain america-esque maybe Okay. Type. Um, I, mean, I, I I do think there is something in the Renfield mythology that where he does gain some slight powers, but not to that extent. Like I think he's strong in Dracula, if I remember correctly, in the Bram Stoker Dracula. Well, anyway, he's a uh, he's Captain America here. Captain yeah. America. Um, but completely awkward and like socially inept. Um. And gains his power from eating bugs, uh, because like Dracula, he has to uh, get his strength from taking life, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the movie is set in the modern day. Um, they have come to, oh man, I can't remember where they are. I think on the West Coast somewhere, maybe. Um, 
I don't think it's like New York or anything. They're in some city. Um, Renfield's job is to secure uh, food for Dracula um, because he's been attacked by a series of vampire hunters who you find out are the last vampire hunters and they've kind of severely damaged him. Like they've almost killed him, but Renfield um, chickened out at the last minute and saved his life. Um, so Renfield has to find people for Dracula to eat. So in one of the more clever parts of the movie, Renfield joins a um, abusive relationship support group for people uh, who are in um, codependent relationships where they're like basically like with manipulators and narcissists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of the funniest scenes in the movie are actually these people discussing what really would be like serious things like abusive spouses and um, significant others and whatnot. And Renfield kind of finding a kinship in that, in the sense that there's this immortal vampire that's kept him alive for like 200 years, um, forcing him to, uh, do his bidding because he basically tells him that like this is the best life you could ever have and you can never have anything better than me um and when you see cage in the performance like cage does a really good job like playing up that like kind of like unctuous you know smarmy like eastern aristocrat charm you know whatever mm-hmm. eastern european aristocratic charm um and the kid uh what's his name holtzman or whatever that holt. plays yeah nicholas holt yeah, Nicholas Holt that plays Renfield does does a decent job um, playing Renfield. Um, so they also introduce this idea that there's this mafia family in the city um, where they're led by this like older lady who's kind of their like she raised them from like this little like squabbling crime family to be in the um the head of this mob and her idiot son who's played by um parks and rec fame ben schwartz um although he's i guess he's probably like famous for more than just parks and rec but that's all i care to know him from um who's basically playing john ralphio um as a mafioso Mm -hmm. in this movie which is ends up also being like really funny at times too um so renfield draws the ire of them because he his his idea is that he's going to go He's going to find these people that are abusive spouses and whatever through this support group. And then those are the people he's going to kill and take to Dracula. So not only is he going to like fulfill his, you know, his function as Dracula's like servant, but he's going to help these like poor people that are in the support group by murdering um, the people that are causing them trouble. So the first person that he goes for, it immediately goes wrong because the crime family has sent this mask like assassin named apache joe for some reason um Mm -hmm. to murder these people because the guy has stolen drugs from the crime family and um renfield ends up killing everybody basically um except for ben schwartz who gets away and then that's how you're introduced to aquafina who's this um traffic cop who's like the only like quote-unquote honest cop on the force Mm -hmm. who wants to arrest um the john ralphio character whatever ben schwartz um it's like Maximilian Lobo or something. Something Lobo. That's their family's last name. Yeah. Um, but everyone on the force is corrupt and paid off by the Lobos, so no one will let her arrest him, basically. So those things all come together. Um, there's this hilarious and completely ridiculously like grand gignol, like over the top 
bar brawl where Lobo tries to get Aquafina because she's always getting in his way and Renfield ends up like slaughtering his entire there's so much like brutal death in this movie really um oh even more so than something like like I remember watching Kick-Ass and thinking Kick-Ass was a little like graphic in terms of like a superhero movie Mm -hmm. and in reality Renfield even though it's a horror movie it's really a superhero movie with Renfield as like the the main character Mm -hmm. um disembowelments uh Hmm. amputations beheadings gruesome up close head explosions hearts ripped from chest um, throat slit and to the point where there's there's an edge right like there's there's like terrifier which is hard to watch because it's like gruesome and constant but it's not like funny like it's you know like i don't know antagonistic towards you kind of as a viewer mm-hmm. and there's renfield where like they're undercutting everything with like an air of comedy or like lightness so it's almost i don't know just parody i guess maybe okay. um and that gets a little tiresome at times i think and when we get to that part i'll talk about like a couple things that i dislike about this movie um but when it works it's pretty funny um i love aquafina she's one of my favorite like younger actors in hollywood mm-hmm. um i've really liked her and everything i've seen her in i'm not a huge fan of her here because they just kind of make her shrill and overbearing mm-hmm. um there's not a whole lot of like nuance to the character it really is just like the ultimate like pastiche of any 80s cop you know i'm the only honest cop on this force thing like crank to 11 and just screaming like constantly yeah. about stuff um which is a shame because again like i think she's a really good actress like i like her in uh um with the shang chi movie or whatever that that shit's called yeah and she, um, i like um, her a lot in that one about the grandmother um is it the goodbye or something like that the farewell from a couple years or the farewell from a couple yeah, years that ago? Was on one of your um yeah she's fucking yeah. amazing in that movie and like a revelation yeah. i thought and yeah, I think she, she's pretty funny as like a stand-up comedian. Yeah, she um, has a slash. You'll never watch it, but she has a decent like little role in uh, like a in um, Ocean's Eight as well, oh, which yeah, has a good cast, but is like not a good movie. Really, you say I'll never watch it, like implying that I don't watch movies towards women. But I also don't watch movies that I don't care about, and that's Ocean's Eight. Did you ever watch the third Ocean's Thirteen? No, I don't care about that right. either. Right, exactly. Right, I don't care about anything. <laughs> You really liked Ocean's Twelve, and you never watched Ocean's Thirteen, so I You're therefore right. think you would never watch Ocean's Eight. It had because nothing to do with women. What else do I need to do? I mean, I've already I've seen it all. Like I've seen the right. best one. Yeah. I don't need to watch that shit. Ocean's right. Thirteen. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So I don't really want to spoil a lot because I think that I mean you you're gonna know what happens when you're watching this movie. So. He falls in love with her. She kind of falls in love with him. But then she realizes that he's basically a murderer and has murdered like hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she freaks out and wants to arrest him. But then he kind of saves her life. And then she realizes that all the people that he's killing are these terrible people, which is kind of what she wants to do as well. Um, So she sort of falls in with him. There's a fucking the, the best sequence in the movie is something straight out of like hard boiled or the raid maybe or something. 
mm-hmm. where the Lobos send a combination of like the SWAT team and their assassins to Renfield's apartment complex. So Renfield's rented like this terrible, like slum slumlord flat that's just like concrete walls. And he's got like the hang in there cat posters <laughs> up and right. all this like motivation and he's uh-huh. reading the reading a book that's like um you know like basically like you're good enough like you deserve better and whatever um so dracula has come to him at one point because dracula is really disappointed that renfield's like left him and like dracula like takes the book and is like like what what is this like you know you you think you can leave me like i you're never going to be anything without me and it's Mm. it's the the play the We'll we'll talk about Cage and his performance like all by yeah. itself because mm-hmm. that's a whole like separate thing. But sure. Um. So there's a scene where like the SWAT team and all these assassins come, and Renfield like eats a handful of bugs and it's just like ninja jumping like all over this thing, and like ripping people's arms off and then beating them with them. But mm-hmm. everybody's equipped with body cams because they're all cops, so all the bad guys are in like their penthouse like watching the body cams like go out one by one mm-hmm. and reacting to like the stuff that you're seeing and it's just um i'm 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 not gonna say i'm a big fan but i sometimes can find reaction videos to be really funny mm-hmm. because they're so ridiculous and like sure. watching like this almost like parody of reaction videos is um pretty entertaining so yeah so anyway eventually um because renfield has forsaken dracula Dracula takes John Ralphio and makes him the new Renfield, um, basically granting like the supernatural power to this crime family because Dracula wants to use them as his uh, um, his new way to like kind of like move into the new world and kind of take over. Um, but Renfield and Aquafine end up going there and basically killing everybody and killing Dracula and saving the day. So right. that's the movie. Um, I don't want to give up too much because there, there's a lot of like really clever stuff that happens that's hmm. interesting to watch. Like to kind of be surprised by, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I really thought that the the best the the best part of this movie by a wide margin is Nicolas Cage's performance as Dracula. Hmm. Um, in particular, his really almost kind of like preternatural ability to mimic different versions of Dracula, like within the performance, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he's not always just playing Nicolas Cage's Dracula. Like there's a portion where it's filmed in black and white and is set during like the universal films like Dracula, where he's Bella Lugosi Dracula, like kind of like coming down the steps and, you know, like, I don't know the looking down the nose like vamping type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's later where he feels like, um, like seventies Dracula, um, like Franklin Jello Dracula or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it's but well, this is kind of his dream role, right? <clears throat> I mean, like a, he's he's like a gigantic fan of like the the original Dracula. Um, and and like one, which one was that? Like who? There was Dracula. You're talking, you're, you're talking about the Bela Lugosi Dracula. Yeah, yeah. And then there was Nosferatu. He's a big fan of as well because he's a fan of like German expressionism and stuff like that. So, like yeah. he he's he's really into those things. Like, 
just from those years um, in a quick cage and reading stuff about him. So anyway, so it's a really amazing and nuanced performance. Um, I was surprised by, and I, I liked, I, it was the thing about the trailer that I love the most. I mean, there's, I don't know. You, I know you've seen the trailer, but just to the audience, I don't know how much like anyone has seen the trailer and it's been a while since it, you know, but there's a scene where he's basically like accidentally invited into the self-help group. Um, where people are like, oh my god, like, you were being literal, because there's one point where Renfield is like, um, he cannot realize his full power without me, and <laughs> the guy that's running is like, that's a very odd way <laughs> to say that, but you know what, I think you're right. All right. Um, and they're all like, oh, I'm like, ah, it was real, like, he really, so anyway, so he murders everybody, um, mm. in the support group, um, but anyway, like it's it's just the performance there, like with him coming in and sort of like just quipping as he's like ripping people's throats out and stuff. It it never gets tiresome. It's not so overdone that you know you like you can get worn out on that stuff sometimes. I think, mm-hmm. um, in particular, I feel like the whole over the top like bloodletting stuff can be just uninteresting many times, but um. I don't ever find that here, and it again, it's it's very constant and very over the top, and yet somehow um, it just it's kind of perfectly balanced. So that that part of it, is, I think, is really good. Um, the kid who plays uh, Renfield is kind of uneven. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think he's amazing, and he's especially uh, really great when he's with Cage. Um, there's not a whole lot of real chemistry between him and Aquafina, so it makes a lot of that stuff feel really forced, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but overall, like, I thought his performance was, was fine, and he's got some really funny lines and, um, some really good delivery, and again, when he's with Cage, um, and when he's playing off of, um, uh, what's his name? Um, John Ralphio character. Um, ben Schwartz, he's really good there. Um, but again, it's like it's really unfortunate that it was almost it was almost like Aquafina was an afterthought to the whole thing, even though she's kind of the catalyst for Renfield's I don't know, like internal renaissance where he kind of finds himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just they just write her to be so one note that. I don't know. There's there's really just not much interesting about her. And I, it's really unfortunate because I, again, like, I like her a lot. So, yeah, um, that was disappointing to me. How's, but, the, how's the direction overall that Chris, from Chris McKay? Because the only thing I know of him is the Tomorrow War. And um, that that's, you know, not Yeah, good. it's, 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 it's whatever. It's nothing. I mean, sometimes I feel like it gets in its own way. So we'll talk about this briefly because I don't know if we're ever going to talk about it in real life. But um, we also both of us watched the new Evil Dead movie in the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched these. I watched them back to back, basically. And one of the things that I that bothered me about that movie, I also found within um, Renfield, which is it's too in love with camera tricks sometimes. 
Mm -hmm. um, where it just, I feel like, almost trips over itself to try and show you how clever it is by showing you, like, some shot or some technique or some framing device <laughs> that, you know, and it, it just, to me, like, that kind of filmmaking sort of gets in its own way. Um, like where it's almost like patting itself on the back for like, look how clever I am. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I found that a couple times in Evil Dead and a couple times here, and I don't think I ever would have made the connection had I watched these movies even like, who knows, like a month apart or uh, sure like whatever. But watching them back to back, like I really felt like this is there's something here in modern filmmaking that these guys feel like is the right thing to do and it ends up being just kind of annoying so um so i would say the direction was mostly okay but sometimes got in its own way and um, was a little annoying um i also felt that there was a little bit too much um i don't know how to say it a little too much like self-referential like pop culture wink and nod like quirkiness to it does that make sense um give me can you give me an example like like everything feels like a purposeful parody of something else like mm. you feel like there's bits of brooklyn 99 and gotcha. there's bits of um i don't know breaking bad and a little bit like and not like enough where it's a parody where you're like oh, oh well that's what they're making fun of mm -hmm. but just really small things where you get kind of like a feeling sometimes or a line of dialogue that's exchanged or um some stuff with aquafina um kind of reminded me of what's her name like amy's a sort of in brooklyn 99 mm -hmm. a little bit at times yeah. uh -huh. and i don't know if that's just me making an internal connection because of some similarities or if um like it's really there you know like if that was on purpose yeah um but yeah i i just i'm not gonna say that it was like off-putting but it, it's one of those movies where the concept is like really fucking brilliant you mm -hmm. know the, the idea of like renfield has been alive for hundreds of years and is just this like absolute mess in terms of like social etiquette and being able to talk to people because he's been like abused like mm -hmm. mentally physically spiritually and he's come to accept it because you know he's like and the funny the, the other funny thing too and not funny but thing that i thought was really brilliant about it was they talk to they talk to the point that Renfield's not a victim. Like Renfield willingly gave up his wife and child at the idea of getting like supernatural powers and riches from Dracula because he went there in the first place to like try and sell Dracula real estate. Um and Ren like the the realization over the course of the movie where Renfield is like goes from being this sort of like sad sack, like, you know, self deprecating guy that feels like you know, he's just like in the worst situation to coming to admit, like, look, like I'm a piece of shit and everything that's happened to me is my own fault. And I understand that I can only I can like fix myself, but 
this man is still a piece of shit and i don't deserve to be treated like this it's it's right. it's actually yeah. pretty um, the concept itself sounds like it carries a lot of the movie probably yeah um because it, it doesn't because does. uh, i mean is, do you think the writing is actually really that good or is it the concept it's almost like you can't necessarily lose the concept to some degree the writing is really uneven okay. it's more delivery and performance than it mm-hmm. is like any kind of yeah um if it wasn't those two maybe it doesn't work mm-hmm. um I don't know if the, there's little things I think here and there that could happen that would make this movie fall apart. And, and part of it like does not work. And a lot of that, unfortunately I think deals with this, the Aquafina portion of it, which is, you know, 30% of the movie, 40% of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't think through any real fault of her own. I just, I don't think that they wrote it well from a perspective of writing a woman and I don't think they put much thought into who is this character aside from, you know, just kind of this do sex machina to like advance scenes every once in a while or have something happen because the mob wants to put a hit on her and he's in love with her. So he's going to go defend her. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, so, yeah, so i guess what what what's the old thing what's yeah, the, uh, yeah. what's, what's, what's the, score? the score um what it's it's what 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 do you score the movie out of 10 and then and then separate cage's performance out of 10 uh the movie's uh a six or six and a half out of 10 um entertaining worth watching if you're into certain things you know there's like caveats to watch it's not something where i would tell like my mom and dad like hey this is a funny movie it's got some violence, but you can get past it. Like, there's so much gore in this movie that I think that it was it's off-putting probably to certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's it's kind of precious to like again the different aspects and forms of Dracula over the course of years. Um, that I think that that might be off-putting as well if you're not, like, familiar with Dracula's film history. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think still, if you're a horror fan or if you're okay with gore or if you like Nick Cage a lot, like, I think that you could find some entertaining, some entertainment value. Um, Cage, it's it's a 9 out of 10. It's one of my favorite Nick Cage performances, I think, ever. Um, especially from a comedy perspective, like, I think it's the exact right balance of pathos and humor, and he captures it, like, perfectly, and, like, really embraces it without, um, you know, without, like, going too crazy and without, like, chewing scenery, like, too much, and I think it's because it's such a ridiculous character, because it's, you know, it's Dracula. Um, that he almost can't go too far, you know, so it lets him just kind of like do whatever he wants with the character. And because he's really invested in it, I think he does a great job. So cool. Yeah, that's yeah. no, definitely one of those ones I would watch. I, um, I enjoyed his last comedy, um, uh, unbearable weight. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that movie. 
So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll definitely check this out. Um, as well, I watched that movie again on my not this past trip, but the trip before to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the plane, just because I enjoyed it so much. So. Yeah, it's definitely something that I'll probably like throw on some some year. Um, again. Yeah, Qatar Air had it up too, but I just. I had to watch so many other terrible things. Yeah, him and him and Pascal work really well together, and I, um, I think it's a good duo. And on, I don't know if I don't think you can catch that lightning in a bottle in that movie again. But I could certainly see them. I could certainly see them trying to force a sequel to that movie at some point, especially with Pascal blowing up as much, or at least trying to pair those two together again in some way. I would not mind that. I don't know. I don't know what your sequel does. If that's the route sure. they take. Yes. But you know how they are. Yeah. Um, so, Cage has a lot of stuff coming up um, yeah. over the course of this year and next year. Um, non-movie-wise, um, I don't know if you saw this, because I, I get all the Cage news in my feed, but he is going to... There's a Dead by Daylight DLC that's coming out um that cage is going to appear in like um in animated fashion and do the voice work for um because apparently he said that uh there has quote there has never been a voice sounded like unquote for him uh so he he felt that like if he was going to give his likeness for this um you know dead by daylight um dlc that he he needed to voice it himself so uh he's gonna be doing that um, so you can play as Nicolas Cage in Dead by Daylight, I think, we'll later do this that. year. <laughs> um, he has, uh, still Butcher's Crossing, which debuted last year. Where did you say? Toronto? Is that what? Yeah, said? Toronto Film Festival. Okay, uh, that's supposed to come out at some point this year, but to be determined, kind of, uh, which is a Western. And he has a movie, uh, he has... Sympathy for the Devil, that's supposed to come out this year. That is a psychological horror film with him and Joel Kinnaman that played Rick Flagg in The Suicide Squad. Um, then Retirement Plan. Retirement Plan coming up, which is that action comedy that we've talked about previously um, a little bit, although they have more details about it now. But um, uh, So he has that coming out. Uh, He is, I mean, it's up on Wikipedia, like skip 10 seconds. Like, you know, if you, if you don't want any kind of like superhero movie spoilers, but um, he, um, it it was really heavily said this, this week that um, he's playing Superman in the flash on a cameo. Um, So that's like kind of like a little in joke, I guess, um, dating back to the late nineties. Well, the whole point of the flash is sort of a, a riff on the Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Where there's different iterations yes. of different yeah, heroes. Affleck and Keaton are both in, yeah. as Batman. In it. Yeah, um, there's two Flashes. and I um, think there's also some stuff from the Arrowverse that they put in oh, this Flash movie. Interesting. Because I read something that's like a fitting eulogy to the Arrowverse talking about the new Flash movie, oh, so okay. I just assumed. So. Yeah. Um, and apparently I'll be... I, I won't be that interested in that movie necessarily, but I, I did hear that uh, Gunn, and it shouldn't be difficult to figure out probably how, but Gunn has figured out a way to allow that to exist along with this like new universe. Uh, 2024, he has a comedy coming out that we've also talked about 
briefly where he plays a schlubby professor, according to Wikipedia, who has never made it. And he becomes an overnight celebrity after he appears in everyone's dream. And that's Cage and Michael Sarah um, as, as the primary stars um, of that. Then he has two horror movies that have been announced um, in 2024. Uh, one, Arcadian, um, where uh, there's no real details necessarily on that except for a cast listing. And then there's one called Long Legs. Um, where I'm just going to assume from reading the description, it's a FBI agent's been assigned to cover uh, this unsolved case of a serial killer. The investigation involves the occult, and the person realizes there's a personal connection to them and the killer. I'm just going to assume that he's the killer um, in that movie, is my guess, since one person is listed as the um, as the agent um, there, so it's not him playing the agent. Uh, that's no. Oz Perkins, though, was directing that. Um, oh, huh. so uh, we've talked about him uh, before in terms of uh, Black Coat's daughter and Dying the Pretty Thing that was in the house um, at different points, whether they were on lists or not. Um, but a good, good, I don't know, young, still fairly young, yeah, um, talent. So that could be interesting. And there was, I swear, there's another one that's not listed here on Wikipedia that I read about. Um, that takes place on a like it's like a half surf half like on the beach movie and it's like a crime thriller of some sort um, uh, let me if I can't find it in one search then yep there it is the surfer um, it's called um, Nick Cage um, battles a surfer gang um um, in this new film that has no release date, but my guess is probably also sometime in 2024. So, uh, <clears throat> dudes, um, dudes got a lot coming out. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna hit 100, Frank. Uh, in the next two years, 100, 100, 100 quick cages. What number are we at? 94. Really? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Feels longer. Well, how is that possible? Because there's over 100 movies. Because you doubled was it. it. Well, was it see. rolling all the harm or all the animated movies into one? That yes. Yep. Yeah. That and then there was two movies I can't remember that you combined, and then there's a couple that are listed on there as movies. He's in, like that has listed, and you were like, yeah, you were like, we're just going to talk about both of these movies here. I do no goddamn con- roles. Ain't no goddamn con- cameo in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Got it. So I also saw an inner, he was on Colbert the other night um, and it came across my feed and it was like, Nick Cage names his five favorite movies. Um, so I, I, I clicked on it and watched it knowing we were going to do this here soon. So I'll pick a guess and it might be not be what you think. Um, what are Nick Cage's top five <laughs> favorite movies? The Cabinet of Dr. Calvary. Oh, no, sorry, 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 that he's been in. Sorry. That he's been like his favorite oh. movies that he's that he personally has been in. Um, Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah. Face Off. Mm-hmm. Um, adaptation. Okay. 
Hmm. Bad Lieutenant. And unbearable weight. Okay, so I'm gonna just do them in the order of uh, release. It does get better. Bringing out the dead, he named mm. as one of them. Bad lieutenant. Um, Joe. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. Which you really liked a lot. Um. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised to hear him say that. Mandy and Damn, I almost said Mandy. <laughs> and Pig. Um, and he says Pig is like the uh, out of his whole career is the most favorite is is the movie that he's like doing the most. Um, see, I doubt it. I, I, I almost said Mandy and Pig. I never mm-hmm. would have guessed Joe. If I would have really looked longer, I probably would have guessed um uh bringing out the dead instead of um uh Wild at Heart because I know that he he loves Scorsese. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting is that like Pig is like um He's so good in it. He is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I thought Mandy, Joe was like, an interesting choice too. Yeah. I'm, did you watch Joe? Yeah. It's good yeah, movie. I mean I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought that um I thought you could tell that he really loved his like making Mandy. Like there's a lot of Right. Like he's into that role so much. Um, I love that movie, man. I, I need to watch Mandy again. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend. Although I don't think I have time. So, yeah. All right. So I have no idea what the next movie will be that will be that you'll be like watching for the Quick Cage. Oh, um, it's probably the Butcher movie. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'd say it's either that or the Flash. or that or Sympathy. Uh, I don't know if I will count Flash as a quick as a cage movie. Oh, if it's only a cameo. Okay, I understand. Um, I'll watch the Flash. Will just get sucked in with, um, whatever other cage movie I watch, like around the same time that I watch it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So uh, we will be back, I would say, sometime with the Quick Cage, probably the next at least five months, I would say. I, I'm assuming something will get released during um, by like October. This Sympathy for the Devil movie comes out in July. Oh, okay. So my uh-huh. guess yeah. would be yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Then we'll just wrap the flash into it. Yep. And what this retirement plan has never released it yet. So yeah, yeah. I would say that right. Because um, I'll we'll be able to watch the Flash on HBO Max like <laughs> three, three weeks, weeks after, after it flops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Because um, Shazam was like real quick, right? Like yeah, like a month, I think. Yeah, um, I haven't watched that yet, but but yeah, it was pretty quick. All right. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yep. We'll keep up with the continuous cage um, as needed. Have a good week. All right. Deuces.